Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rare room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it And anybody can get it, no limit We get to kill it, you tuning in to the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping Any topic, even the random Niggas I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rare room That's it, that's all I got to say What's up y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guess, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? 2015. Yeah, we got a chorus going on here today. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) So check it out, y'all. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft. What do we say? Shit like that. Yes, that's what you said. Why you got to be all behind me? No, I said that's that's you. I I am the wing wind beneath your wings. If you were the wind beneath my wing, you would have said shit like that with me. I'm sorry, I missed my cue. Sorry. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about, Dennis? I know. I don't know <laughs> how you put up with it. Either of you. Exactly. The insolence. So y'all hear her verse, her voice. That's my girl, Lisa mm-hmm. Bolacaja. Mm-hmm. We call her the street nerdist. Mm-hmm. Why we call you that? I have no idea. You. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Okay. I am so messing with Can you. Can somebody today. hand me that knife over there? I'm gonna stick this bitch right here. <laughs> no, because I can come from an academic place, or I can come to you just real on the street, you know, with Pookie and them, and bring it to you. Can that you way. bring Pookie I over can... here today? <laughs> and Big Mike, you know what's really sad? I really do know a Pookie and a Big Mike and them. When I say I that, Pookie, I, yeah, I know. I do too. I think everybody knows a Big Mike and a Pookie. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I, think I, I don't. Know. You don't? Can I borrow yours? Kind of like, yes. I'll borrow your <laughs> Pookie and your Big Mike. <laughs> He on Crenshaw right now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's Lisa Cause y'all. Hello, everybody. So look, if you're grown, let's get it in. Buckle up. So checking out, you guys, we are recording live today, back again, in effect. Mm-hmm. At the picket picket in effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's stupid. <laughs> live today at the Hatchery Press over here in Larchmont in Hollywood. Lovely facility. You guys, you must such come a here. great little place. I got to bring my girl on again just to give you guys a little, the little 411, let you know, hun. <laughs> you okay. know what the joint is. Oh my Come God. on in here, Talia. All of our Tell them what the place is like now. Yes. Hi, I'm Talia, and I'm bringing you the 411 about the hatchery. <laughs> um, essentially, it's a workplace for writers. We provide you with everything you need to get away from the distractions of home or coffee shops, um, and a place where you can be productive, focused, and creative amongst your peers. Um, it's only for writers, and we provide... 24-7 access to everything you need to get your work done. So you, there's Wi-Fi throughout the space, free tea and coffee, a fully stocked communal kitchen, um, free printing, as long as you're chill about it, um, <laughs> and, and a library room full of libraries you can take home with you, and also a reference library with books on the craft, writing prompts, that kind of thing. Um, it's divided into different areas, so you can find a place that really suits you. We've got a library room that's silent, um, the conference room that we're in right now, which we have for classes, which yeah. are mostly free, and mm-hmm. podcasts, which are fantastic. <laughs> um, and we're based out of Larchmont, which yes. is amazing, and it's a walking distance from here, and it's full of really great local cafes and restaurants and, like, 12 yoga studios. Yes. I don't even know. Um, and we're also really dedicated to community. We think that it's important. Um, mm. So we're really trying to help writers connect with each other and learn from each other. We hold lots of social events like game nights, classes, yes. readings, game night. podcasts. Loads of people are wanting to do podcasts, by the way, since you guys came in. What? Apparently the Copy, copycatters. Yeah. <laughs> All kinds. Um, member brunches and movie nights that uh, Rotten Tomatoes are now coming to, which I'm super pumped about. Yes, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. So if any of this interests you, go ahead and drop by for a free trial day or just a tour. We're always around, and we would love to meet you. You guys have a website? We have a website. It's uh, www.thehatcherypress.com, mm-hmm. and we're on Twitter at Hatchery Press and Instagram, also Hatchery Press. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Guys. They have Thank a lovely. You, they have a lovely people. They have a lovely patio upstairs for those of you oh who like God. to be outside. And, there's and like umbrellas. View. There's a view. You can sit there. It's like the most peaceful spot. I have moved in. Uh, they don't know this yet. When Talia shuts up at night, I come creeping back here at 11 see, o'clock with my, see, Talia, my bedroll. Sometimes her Wonder Twin powers activate, and she turns and, 
she turns into a form of a super fly. Okay. Okay. And she comes buzzing in here and she sleeps in here. Y'all don't know it though. But what I love so. is that they have so many great resources and they have lovely hand lotion in the bathroom too. And it's wonderful. Like I can, no, 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 no. You know what? I judge, you know what? I know that it stuff sounds counts. No, you know, I know it sounds I know it sounds petty, but what I always learned years ago is like you go into the bathroom and you see you see what the bathroom looks like. Mm-hmm. Is it nice? Is it comforting? Do you feel like yes? I can use a restroom here and it's lovely and they've got like nice That's hand important. soap That's and, and it's clean and it's wonderful and it's bright and it's gorgeous and it's like this is a very wonderful space. <laughs> I just yeah. came to the bathroom this morning. You know what? You know what? And that, that but trust me, go to I'm telling you right now, go to any facility and go in their bathroom. If you mm-hmm. feel comfortable in the bathroom, usually it's a sign you're gonna be comfortable in the space. <laughs> exactly. And once again, lovely hand lotions. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the show, y'all. So we got my man here today. My home team from way back. We've known each other for a while. For a while. I love that you called me my man. I was really like, I'm, I'm like, I'm hoping he calls me my man. Because I find that endearing. It means, it means I'm touched, frankly. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. But no, we go back. So I, we go I think v- you don't call everyone my man, right? If it's a girl, I wouldn't say it. But yeah, okay. Most dudes in here are called my man. All right. All right. All right. It is it a term special, of endearment. It yes. is. Totally. Not yeah. everybody yeah. gets that. that. No, okay. not mm-hmm. everybody gets it. All so right. we got my man here, you guys. Writer, director, uh, you produce a lot of stuff too. I do produce some things, yes. Mm-hmm. Host, I'm sure I'm forgetting five or ten other things. Um, I, I, I've done the, a lot of, I've done journalism, um, mm-hmm. I've done radio, I've mm-hmm. done, you know, whatever. I've kind of had to go wherever the check is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I've done a fair amount of different things. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my man, Dennis Hensley, you guys. Y'all should stand up. Praise him like he God or something. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but my man, Dennis, we know, we know, we've known each other for a while. We go way back. Um, so let's get into you a little bit. All right. Let's tell the people. All right. What you been up to? What, what have you, I been up to? Yeah. Um, well, this week I had something kind of cool uh, come out. My first ebook, my wow. foray into ebookness. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, ebookness. It's a, yes. actually a mini <laughs> ebook. It's not a full on ebook. Okay. Um, but it's called Mariner's Club Mixtape. And it's part of a travel compilation of six. So it's, they wanted something travel related. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in my early 20s, I worked as a dancer on cruise ships. And <laughs> oh it God, was a magical so time. Fun. I'm telling the, you. The 80s and 90s. Oh, my oh God. God. That's, that's when I was, was on oh, tour. Oh I know gosh. what you're talking about. Right? And um, we had to do crew staff duties as well. So it was a very mm-hmm. intense job. But I got to travel the world. I did it for five years. I was singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, going everywhere, meeting all these cool people. So I said I wanted to write about that time in my life, but it was so, there was so much. So I was like, how do I focus this? So I decided what I would do is I would pick certain pop songs that remind me of stories from that era. How cute. And list the song and then tell the story like a mixtape. Oh, nice. So that's why it's called Mariner's Club Mixtape. Nice. I pick five songs and tell the stories from my cruise ship days. Is it, is it a comedy? Because you also Some hear, of it, you he's know silly, what? he is silly I was a little, It's one of those things where I was approached like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. They needed the copy like two weeks later. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time to think about it. So it's a little raw. It, I okay. hope it's funny. But mm-hmm. it's, I, I was kind of honest. And then it's one of those things where you turn it in on Friday, mm-hmm. you get to look at it one time on Monday, and then it's on the and it's then gone. It's, then it's, it's, up, it. it's up there. So it's done. Over the weekend, I was like, gosh, I... I talk about affairs. I talk about some sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. Want, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not, too late now. It's, it's not too that late. Edgy. It's out there. And then at the weekend, I thought, you know what? You told the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. If you tell the truth, you got a shot at connecting with somebody. So I didn't worry too much about, uh, you know, things that I put in there that might be like offensive little, or something, or just honest <laughs> or like, wow, wow. Did you change the names to protect the innocent? I changed the names of some people. Okay. I kept the names of the people pe- that you hated. Like I want well, them to know the that, <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> I kept the names of the people that come off. You know that I, right. that I. You know, not that I trash anybody, but like, you know, I talk about this. The first guy I was ever with, this mm-hmm. busboy from Mexico, <laughs> and I changed his name because he, I don't know, you know, where he is or right. what he's doing. I found him on Facebook oh, really? and friended him, and he hasn't accepted my friend request. <laughs> his, his wall is all religious imagery, oh, so really? I'm like, he might not be gay anymore. Okay, got yeah. it. You know, it's yeah. all crucifixions and so now, so now the audience knows he's gay. 
Duh. No, <laughs> well, I thought, I don't know. Yeah. But um, so it was cool. Right. I, you know, it, it happened really fast and mm. now it's out on Kindle and, and Amazon. That's cool. And it's called Mariner's Club Mixtape. I think I have my Kindle right here. Do I may, have to, to, yeah. I may have to like download it's it right now. You can't even get a copy. Are you kidding me? $2.99? Yeah. It's, it's a mini ebook. It's not, okay. it's not that long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a nice little fast read. You can yeah. read it in the average. You can read it in the average. Well, what are the songs? Can you tell us a song? Do you want us to wait till we get the book? Can you tell the us songs? the songs? There are five and some of them are kind of random, but they're, you know, you know, a song and mm-hmm. it's linked to a story you can't change it that's the song um, there was a song by Jody Watley and George Michael called Learn to Say No mm-hmm. it wasn't a big hit but it was like their duet mm-hmm. and that that was a one night stand I had in Hong Kong <laughs> that was like should have been really fun and sexy and mm-hmm. I wasn't there yet and, yeah. and then you know something disastrous happened and that's what that <laughs> song reminds movie? me of. I feel like this is a movie yeah, right is now. known for changing shit that's real into a movie though. That's um, movie material. Well, the funny thing is I just wrote a, finished a pilot about those days called Escapade because oh, okay. um, that's going to be the name of the ship and mm-hmm. everyone's there to escape something, see where okay. we're going. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've been working on it a long, long time and it was kind of do you ever do this? Do you ever have readings with your with actors, mm-hmm. and you you learn a lot, and then you're like, oh shit, this is a mess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh boy. I didn't, All write, right. I didn't write that part. Tonight. I know. Wow. Uh, that seems so much better in my head. But I did one of those, and then I learned a lot, so I had to go back in and, and sort of do it. But mm-hmm. now I feel like it's presentable, and mm-hmm. um, I just sent it to a, a production company that was interested in that world. So okay. I hope they like it. We'll mm-hmm. see. All right. You know, you yeah. just. Throwing a bunch of stuff against yeah. the wall. I mean, I was yeah. telling Lisa, I don't know if I told you, my, I have this one horror script that I wrote three or four years ago, and like every year it's optioned by a new company. Every year it's been optioned by a new Is company. Is it mutilated? Yeah. Yeah. And now That's fantastic. Digger wants to option it. Oh, Digger, And then it, I still it, have it. another option with another, but it's an open option, so mm-hmm. I, can, I can sell it if I want right, to. Right, right. And... Um, so it's just one of those things where it's, things don't die until they freaking die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it's not the right time or, right. you know, right. the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. But that, I love that time in my life and I always wanted to write about it. And mm-hmm. um, oh, what were the other songs? Um, a Madonna song, of course, because mm-hmm. I was all about that. We'll one. get into Which, that in a minute. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the shit. <laughs> he, did the, a, he did this cute movie. What's it called? Oh, took, took um, a holiday. If we What's took a holiday. Yeah. It is so. Oh, okay. You would love it. I will send you the link. Okay. You can watch just, it. We're here. Just tell them about it. Go it's ahead. a short film that I made with um, my friends Nadia Ginsburg, a great actress who does a spot on Madonna impersonation. She's so good. And <laughs> um, Glenn Gaylord, who's a good friend of mine, directed filmmaker, it. writer, director, mm-hmm. and he directed it. And I'm in it with Nadia. And the premise is uh, my character just got dumped by his boyfriend. It's his birthday, and he's got the blues. Mm -hmm. So as a present, his actress friend Nadia is going to pretend to be Madonna all day. So he gets to live out his fantasy (laughs) being friends with Madonna. They have dance numbers, and it is so cute. Yeah, they go, you know, we could go to a, there's a dance number at a taco truck, and we go shopping with Madonna, Mm -hmm. and you go exercising, and when you see her impression, you're like, oh, I get it now. Like, she's so great. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't really play her totally on the nose, Madonna. She kind of plays, I mean, she plays a caricature, but she still rides a line of playing her straight too mm-hmm. sometimes, which I like. Mm-hmm. What I love about her impersonation is that she gets Madonna's insecurity, like mm-hmm. her need to be thought of as smart and her right. need to sort of mm-hmm. control, like she gets her psychology and that's mm-hmm. what makes it really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and where's yeah. that at right now? That's doing really it's, well. It's uh, playing the festival circuit. It's going to be in Toronto, Inside Out Gay Film Festival on okay. May 24th. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, so yeah. it was fun. But they've been in a lot of festivals, mm-hmm. so that's, it's done really well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So let, let's it's back fun. up a little bit since we're talking about a little bit of your past. Yes. Let's just tell the kids where you're from and how you got into the game. Um, I grew up in a little town in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, My family was all like hunting and fishing kind of guys and I was like, no, entertainment. (laughs) Like if my family was on Family Feud, they would do really well on the question, That's funny. name an animal that's fun to kill. (laughs) They would have a lot of answers. (laughs) But I wasn't that dude. He was like, ooh, Guys and Dolls is on TV. I know, I was like Charlie's Angels. I wanted to be a kid from fame. Yes. We all do. Morning is music and afternoon's dance and then there's Mm -hmm. the cafeteria. Um, and then I went to Arizona State University, uh, studied broadcasting, but I was mostly doing shows. That was where my heart was. I got to back up. Yeah. You grew up Mormon. 
I did. I That's was raised Mormon. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, my family, my father wasn't Mormon, so it wasn't super... Uh, we weren't Religious super strict about it. it I did mix, go to church. It was a church. mixed marriage. <laughs> yes. I did go to church, and but there were rites of passage that all the Mormon boys my age did hmm. that I didn't do. Like, they all played Little League. Mm-hmm. I didn't play Little didn't League. Play? <laughs> they all got their Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite get it. Mm-hmm. They all went on missions for the Mormon right, church. I right. no, I'm gonna go dance somewhere or something. So, so I was. I, there were no dance missions you could go yeah, on. I know. I know. <laughs> um, they call those right the horizons. Right? You know, that'd be awesome. That'd be Just awesome. Open the door and somebody's okay. dancing. Exactly. I would invite them in. <laughs> um, but so yeah, and then I sort of. I, I sort of quit going to church when the rest of my life got too interesting. That's okay. kind of the way I thought of it, but. I have a lot of affection for the people. They were really kind people. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctrine, I don't know. But what's weird is they went years, they'll find, they track you down, you know, mm-hmm. and not, not in a kind of creepy way, but they just check on you. And mm-hmm. one day they, they came knocking on the door and, hey, how are you? And I was like, I'm doing all right. And one, they kept coming back. And one day I was like, look, I'm here with my boyfriend. I'm gay. That's the deal. <laughs> and the bishop happened to be one of the people that came to the door. So mm-hmm. that, that's the leader of that particular area. Okay. And he was not having it. Really? And he sent me <laughs> some literature. There, right? He sent me some literature about homosexuality. Yeah. And oh, wait, how many I, years has it been since they've they even contacted you? I mean, that This ga- would have been in like... 2007 or something. Okay, that's and a long time. They, yeah, so long story short, like, he would not let up on it, and really? I was like, this is not going to change. What are my options? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, you can write a letter asking to be taken off the church what? rolls. And I was like, what's the address? <laughs> and I got my uh, here's, Hannah Montana. Here's Mon- a stamp. Can you put uh, that yeah, on the yeah. I got out my Hannah Montana stationery. That I, is amazing. No, yeah, so that, I'm not, there are a lot of much more sort of visible gay people that are probably still in the church, mm-hmm. but that particular bishop was not having it. Interesting. So there you wow. go. Yeah, that's. No, I was just curious stuff. about that. I didn't mean to sidetrack you there. No, it's mm-hmm. fine. But, it's yeah. good. Yeah. All right. So then you went to university? No, I went to Arizona State, um, which is now like kind of like a joke school in movies. Have mm-hmm. you noticed that? Like That's like a punchline. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you can get a degree on your phone at this mm-hmm. point. Um, <laughs> my, my partner Scott went to Arizona State. Too. <laughs> Did, right? He went to Arizona State? I know, mm-hmm. yeah, because you said in a past podcast that so you spent mm-hmm. some time in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Then I came out here to uh, do a musical theater workshop, and I got the job on the cruise ship like a year later. And uh, the way I got writing going is um, during one of my breaks from the cruise ship uh, time, Mm -hmm. I went to an audition for Madonna's Blonde Ambition Tour. It all comes back to Madonna. I didn't want to gay gay out that much, but let's face it, it's happening. (laughs) So I went to an audition for the Blonde Ambition Tour. Mm -hmm. And um, what year was the Blonde Ambition Tour? 1990. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the best, Mm -hmm. that tour. and I did not get it, mm-hmm. uh, but she was there. She ended up picking the best dancers in the world. Though. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. all of them. Kevin but, Stay and all. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Shit. They were all awesome. Slam. Remember yes. how hot he was? Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, my friend Gabriel was one yeah. of them. Yes, yeah, dreamy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I wrote an, a story about it called "Confessions of a Boy Toy Wannabe" about my fantasies about how we'd become best friends, and it was tongue in cheek, <laughs> but it was still like. My daydreams about it. And then I wrote about actually auditioning. And mm-hmm. I sent query letters to all these magazines saying mm-hmm. about this story. Mm-hmm. And um, Ed Margulies at Movie Line Magazine called me up and he said, if your story's as funny as your letter, I think we're in business. Really? And I sent in the story and he's like, we're, we're going to run it. And he paid mm-hmm. me $300. Nice. They ran it. And then he started giving me assignments. I would, yeah. My first interview was Florence Henderson. And okay. I built up... it. From that, from selling that first story, it was like a few years before I was making my living full time mm-hmm. writing for magazines, wow. which was wow. fantastic. That's, that's in your league over okay. there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I love that stuff. But then magazines kind of dried up. It got really hard. God, you know, that was my day. bread and oh butter. Oh my God, I used to read all, I mean, that was my thing. I would go out to the, the big old bookstore that had all the magazines stuff, and I would go every month and go buy every, like, that was the dream, like, Premiere mm-hmm. Magazine, mm-hmm. all those movie magazines, mm-hmm. music, I mean, all of that stuff. Like, that was, like, the dream. Like, one day, <laughs> I can write for it. It's, you know, it just seemed perfect. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, technology. Technology, man. And, but you know what? I, we kind of still do the same thing now. We just kind of do it online. It's just, yeah. you know. No, you, the people are still writing about right, those things. Right. It's just not, not 
as lucrative for and it's not as bad as it used to be when you have that brand new Chris magazine you open it up oh, and yeah. the smell of it and <laughs> what was the one that was like ginormous it was one of my favorite ones I think was it, it was, Detour not de- there's another one. I wrote for Detour a lot. Was it Interview? Not Interview Interview. interview. Giant. It was, was it used big? to be big. Yeah. Interview no, was Interview big. was Interview. It was yeah. like a yeah. big, and then mm-hmm. they, they started slowly shrinking it, and I knew it was it was the end, because <laughs> I just love those big magazines. And I just know. those fantastic stories. I still and, get Time magazine, and yesterday it yeah. showed up, and it's like a pamphlet. Yeah. Like, it's just like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It bums me out. But yeah. that was my bread and butter for years, magazines. Oh, wow. And then... Um, Sounds like a good place to really learn craft, mm-hmm. you know. Well, the, the thing about magazines in terms of being a writer, and you, you write short stories and, mm-hmm. liter- like, when you turn it in, you have to assume that's what's going to go out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might edit it, but it's not like, sometimes with television or some of my other jobs where it's, there's a process and there's a team, right. you're kind of like, well... I always write CBB next to a line, right. like, could be better. Yeah. Like, if you have a script, it's like CBB. Like, and, and so when you, do your, when you do an article, you don't want any CBBs. You want it to right. be as good as it can be. So sure. I think that's good discipline. I've collaborated with people who are, who are more likely to, like, I don't know, not, not correct a typo or whatever. Right. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm used to, like, no, this is going somewhere. Right. So I think right. that's Somebody's going to read this. Yes. <laughs> you, that's kind of like... And they will judge mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so I think that's good training because mm-hmm. you okay. sort of assume that everything you write is going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, and then from, I wrote for a magazine called Detour mm-hmm. uh, for a number of years, and I wrote for free at first. Really? Yeah, because they were... They were this big magazine, and they'd be like, yeah, we want you to write, but it's free. But they were huge profiles on people like Rosie O'Donnell and Carrie okay. Fisher. Yeah. And so I, I did it. And um, when they finally got some money, they, they gave me a fiction column oh, called cool. Misadventures in the 213. Oh, oh yeah. And, Love that title, uh, yeah. too. Right? And that became my first novel in 98. Really? Yeah. And it, that was a really exciting time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had another novel come out in 2002 called Screening Party about a group of friends who watch movies together. So mm-hmm. I tend to write a lot about friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, everybody, we talk about it all the time. Everybody has themes. Yes, they have. That they, I think they, they have they have tie, that's my right. thing. I yeah. think. Right. What, what, what's yours? Well, I don't know. My thing is always like the outsider, mm-hmm. uh, an insider who becomes an outsider who comes back in and oh, okay. becomes part of the group again. Mm-hmm. Kind of that liminal space kind of thing, you know? Yeah, mine, mine is yeah. underdog. It's always Underdogs. underdog mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, could be, it could be a zombie movie. It's always something about the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I love that. Yeah. 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 What's the thing that makes you cry in movies? Because friend stuff will make me cry oh, before, before um, like romantic stuff mm-hmm. or before even sometimes family stuff. Like friend, like Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a goner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know for me, I guess when people have a self-realization that who they are is enough. Like when I see the like even Hallmark commercials, yeah. when someone like there, there was the one recently where the girl was playing a song for her grandma, her mm-hmm. grandmother was oh, singing yeah, the song, so cute. and like just to let her mom, mom, grandma, you were like the most awesome, mm-hmm. and then she does that for her and kind of reconnects, like mm-hmm. stuff like that just really touches me when you realize you are awesome the way you are, and anytime I see that in a movie, I'm just like I'm a hot mess, mm-hmm. like I'm just like oh, I wish everyone can have that moment. I, I, I like mo- mo- moments when people, I guess it's similar to where you're going. Yours almost sounds to me like when they finally, in the movie, like when they have that arc. Mm-hmm. You know, mine is when they have that moment when they find, where the, where the, where the kid who's being bullied finally fights back. Mm-hmm. That's, Ooh, that's yeah. my thing. You right? know, that's that underdog guy that I like. Were you guy. that kid growing up? Yeah, I was bullied when I was yeah. a kid, and then I finally learned martial arts when I was younger and whipped the guy's butt. Yeah. Did you? So I have a thing. Yeah, right. I was interviewed on the McBetancourt show, right? And I talk about it in depth about right being bullied for years and 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 joining a gang, and I was part of the gang, and then I learned this martial arts thing and ended up beating this dude's butt, and he ended up joining our gang later on and becoming a really bad gang member mm-hmm. <laughs> years later. Where Where did but you grow up? Palo Alto, right on. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. on the east side though. And mm-hmm. um, but I always talk about how. I'm one of those people. I don't. I'm, I don't have a lot of pity for people who are bullied, and and that. And I don't mean this in a in a mean way. It's more so because I was bullied. I know what worked for me. Right. And what worked for me was to learn how to fight. Right. You know, especially being a gay dude, mm-hmm. being a little pretty, mm-hmm. being whatever. I was like, okay, I got to be able. To, I'm growing up in a hood where everybody's mm-hmm. banging, and you you cannot was that get their away bullying, with it. Was that what they bullied you for? No, they just bullied because we were new to the neighborhood. Right. We talked white. 
you know, you which is not ass. cool. And you know what? And I, I probably I got was that. a smart ass. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. too. You know what? And I, I got that a lot too as a kid. Uh-huh. It's like, what do you mean? I'm talking white. I am speaking standard English. <laughs> I can yeah. switch up if I need to and African American exactly. English if I need to. Mm-hmm. But what is this thing? But it was just you just have to deal with people, especially when you come from like lower income areas where life is just tough anyway mm-hmm. and anything that's different or weird or just strange, people just they just they don't they can't handle it. And so they they react to that kind of stuff. Sure. So I would constantly would I would get that all the time too. And I was just like, I don't understand. Well I wouldn't say anything. So everybody just assumed that right. I was the weak one. Right. You know? And then Years later, I figured out how to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Which martial you know art? I, mean? Which, I did taekwondo. Right on. I did it off and on for like nine years. Oh, you, you went know? that. You went the physical. I went the. Uh, uh, luckily for me, uh, around the corner in the apartment building that um, I lived next door to, um, I actually lived next to a drag queen. Okay. And um, I learned the art of the read. I wasn't the physical type. I know I can whip ass if I need to. Now I know I can't, okay. but it was like, I learned the That's art. That's where you got your mouthpiece from. I, huh? I'm telling you, I learned the art of the read. And That's I just remember funny. just like, I, I was the type that would just cry in a minute. Like, you say something wrong, it's like, That's not. Start crying. Like, my face would just be like, because I just didn't have, like, I knew I couldn't beat anybody up because I was uh-huh. so skinny. And it was just like, they just don't understand. And it was like, honey. That's funny. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you read somebody? <sighs> yes. And there was great joy. <laughs> You're like, nailed I, it. And it was because exactly. I used, I remember the word, I think I, it was something silly because the girl, I, something happened and I was correcting somebody for something, not being mean, but just saying, that's not, you know, that's, and the girl hit my, I had a bag of Doritos mm-hmm. and a pack of now mm-hmm. in my hand. And I was saying something, she's like, you just talking like all the time. And she knocked my Doritos out of <laughs> my hand and my, <laughs> Luckily, you know, my now ladies were wrapped up in paper, so they think mm-hmm. those could be saved. <laughs> and I remember I sat there, and I remember our neighbor, she, he was sitting there, and he was just like, like waiting, like, mm-hmm. what you going to do? This, this is your moment. Uh-huh. Right. You know, go get your life, baby girl. Go get your life. And I, and I don't know what the comment, but I remember I used the word enunciate. Like, just because you cannot enunciate a certain word does not mean that you have to take it on a me. Okay. Or something, something. It was just, and it's just the hand thing I did. Uh-huh. I was like, no. And I remember I just poked her in a thing. And then it was like, everybody's like, ooh, <laughs> ooh. That's and the amazing. girl, it was so, and, like, and I guess she was so shocked uh-huh. that everybody had reacted. And, mm-hmm. they, and after that, it, it was all good. And mm-hmm. that's when I learned, like, yeah. You don't have to fight, and and you don't have to cut somebody down. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that girl was still friends now. Like I'm sure. like godmother to her kids and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. We still, but we still talk about that time. But it, it was the art that you learned that you can undercut someone, but you can also build them back up. True. Like, look, you did me wrong, but you well, know what? I'm well, let me tell you, you something really quick. I don't mean to take this all. I off love on this. You, you would have yes. been crying but at that scene. I would have been crying. You would have cried at that scene. In Probably, a movie. yeah, absolutely. That's your sweet spot. But here's here's a and trip. I would have cried when oh, they became yeah. friends again. Okay. <laughs> but here's the trip in that is um, in that same story. So it was one of those things where you said like they would knock things out right. of your hand. He would for years. This went on from like seven till eleven, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, and so by the time I started doing martial arts when I was about ten or eleven. Um, he came and popped me in my ear. You know, many people always pop you in yes. the ear, and he popped me in my ear, and I turned around, and I put my foot against the throat, and slammed him against the wall, and uh, changed his in life in front of everybody. everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's when it all happened. And so mm-hmm. that's why I have this thing about don't fucking just tell your kids, oh, we'll be careful and yada yada. Fucking teach them to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like my thing, mm-hmm. and I know it's not the right thing to do, and I don't, I don't, you know, condone anybody to put their hands on anybody. But motherfucker, you need to learn how to fight too. That's mm-hmm. my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it worked for you. It was it did. like, it yeah. was it like did. your your lifeline. It right. did. And I always, I always jokingly say, yeah, I'm a gay dude, but I'm the type of dude, you got to look past my tight shirts. I'm not the okay. dude you want to fuck with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Plus, I got that hood in me, too. Okay. I will fuck you up. Right. I'm the sweetest guy, but I will seriously go in. And, and I know how to fuck you up. Have you ever gotten right, into right. a major fight? No. Okay. No. I've never had to. Well, I did beat up. Well, I take that back. I beat up a couple of boys that just got out of line, but for other people, <laughs> it wasn't like I was beating I love, up because of me. I love when a girl beats up a dude. But it was like no, it was for somebody other. Else. No, no, it was for somebody else. Because it's like a lot of times I'm I'm that person that I can take a lot, and I usually take on a lot of stuff like in family and friends. Like I'm the one that's like, okay, I'll bear the brunt of whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I see other people who can't stand up for themselves, I'm that mm-hmm. one that's going to go and like, what are you doing? Sure. You know, without even thinking about, oh man, they might mess me up. And mm-hmm. so there was, yeah, uh, his name was Michael. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, big fan of podcasts. And uh, he had the best handwriting in the mm-hmm. world, but he friend. said Ooh, something. now you're speaking my language. I know, he had the best, and I thought, wow, what a great, I mean, he had the best, like, 
like it wasn't perfect girl it was perfect and i sit next to him like god i hate this that's dude. turning me on god it's <laughs> he is now. but yeah he said something to my friend rolita knows i remember her name navajo girl mm-hmm. and he kept teasing her you're a mexican she's like i am navajo i am native i am this and he was like pulling her doing, doing he was just doing rude stuff and finally mm-hmm. she just started crying and mm-hmm. i just couldn't take it anymore and mm-hmm. i whipped his ass where did you grow up that- i grew up in san diego because oh, i grew up in arizona <laughs> our school was like a third navajo yeah it oh, was I'm like sure. no there, we, had, we i had a i had a very very diverse neighborhood i think that's why it's, it was really difficult making the transition to junior high where it was like tracking school system and like mm-hmm. you know school within the school and it's like i didn't see any other people of color mm-hmm. none of my gay friends like everybody was gone it's like mm-hmm. what is my world coming to <laughs> you know but it was when that moment happened i remember i just whooped his ass and after that I didn't have any problems in grade school after that and that reputation kind of that's kind of what i'm saying and I'm, no, that doesn't mean like, to touch anybody all you know, i'm saying is sometimes when you stand up to a mother all it takes is all they, it takes is one checked. one time and yes. i think after that i kind of care i still carry it with me like mm-hmm. there are times when i walk around with people know like, i'm the friendliest person in the world <laughs> me too i'm a i'm a fool uh-huh. right and people love my energy love having me around <laughs> exactly. but there is that undercurrent deep down mm-hmm. like you don't want to test me. <laughs> then it's looking at it like, ooh, these ghetto motherfuckers. No, no, that. it's not even ghetto. I'm, I'm, a total, I'm a total valley girl. But there is that element where, you know, at any moment, you mm-hmm. know, if stuff pops, like people know not to, like there's that fine line like, oh, she's cool. But there's something in there that mm-hmm. if it goes, if this doesn't go well, that other side is going to come out. I'm not I'm saying the I'm Incredible Hulk. But it will come out. <laughs> she Lou Ferrigno at least started that. I like that. I think it's cool. <laughs> and I think that carries over in, in the writing. And I think that's why when we talk about being bullied and things like that, mm-hmm. a lot of times when people who are artists, mm-hmm. I think that's why when we when you look at the history of writers and painters and dancers when you and singers, when you talk about their past, a lot of it comes from being picked on mm-hmm. or them internalizing and having this talent. And they... they Looking for they, acceptance yeah, in some way. And sure. they flourish in these talent, mm-hmm. you know, and they use a lot of that stuff. Comedians do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just something. So whenever I hear about people who were bullied or picked on, you know, there's a little artist in there somewhere deep down. And it's going to okay. come out in whatever you do, yeah. you know? Right. Anyway, That's not to that. go off on a I tangent. Like that. Nice little sidebar. But, it's good. But I am so excited that I just, I mean, your life's a sound, I mean, seriously, I would watch you in a movie. Oh, God. With that story, with the cruise ship and the, all the exciting stuff. Like, God, I can see from, each chapter. And, mm-hmm. Like, who has not optioned this? What is going on? I'm well, gonna, we'll see what I'm this company says, this right? Kindle. Well, the, the, the escapade, I just sent it to a producer that, that could really do something with it. So I mm-hmm. really hope they like it. Okay. Send happy Juju yes. uh, on that little project. Everybody on three, Juju. Yes. <laughs> so, so we'll see, yeah. Um, that's a ton of fun. You know what else makes me cry on a totally random subject? What's that, what's it? When the president or first lady say gay stuff... Or like oh, when yeah, they yeah, say yeah. like yes. when they include us right. instantly. Right. Or if, if you're watching works. the Oscars right. and somebody says right. my partner right. or something to that. Yeah, right. but for yeah. some, for me, it's like the president, the first lady, or even the vice president. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm in the car and they're like, no matter who you love, I'm like, what? Yeah, I, know. It's like, <laughs> I know. Instantly. And for people who've That's had hilarious. like the privilege of always being the center of something, mm-hmm. when you feel like you're included in, it's a big deal. Big it's deal. a big thing. And big a lot deal. of people are like, oh, why are people... It, it means something. Mm-hmm. It means you're part of the fabric of this country and that, mm-hmm. that you are a fully realized human being like everybody else. Like when, when Common and him won the, 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 oh, the that Oscar, was the best. and Common did that speech, and he did the thing, and he, he was talking mainly about black people, but then mm-hmm. he started talking about everybody, right. no matter who you are, and I right. was like... <laughs> right. <laughs> who you right. love I'm out I'm out right, right. <laughs> yeah anyway right. that was a so, total side note so then you started um, so you were talking about your writing yes so uh, how did you end up that writing transition from writing well when, and... when magazine started drying up I was mm-hmm. like okay what am I gonna do yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm back there funny enough but anyway um, <laughs> I, um, I got my first television writing job on a show called Love Spring International and how did um, that come about well, I had been collaborating previously with Guy Shalem, who was one of the co-creators of it. We mm-hmm. developed some stuff on our own and okay. um, and things like that. And so they, I think they did six episodes, and they were able to bring on a few more people, okay. uh, a couple other writers. And so I met and pitched stories, and I, I got the gig. And that's what got me in the Writers Guild. Okay. And that was a show on Lifetime. It was mostly improvised, and we'd, we'd write out beat sheets and outlines and... Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was Jane Lynch, Wendy McLennan oh, Covey, wow, yeah. Sam Pancake, oh Jack Botnick, yeah. Jennifer Cox. Some good names. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. some great names. Um, great. So that was only, you know, ran the 13 episodes, mm-hmm. but it was my first uh, TV job and it got me in the guild and that okay. was cool. It's important. And then I uh, was doing a radio show, kind of was my main job called Radio with a Twist, which was a gay radio show. Mm-hmm. 
And then that ended, and I... He always I, has his good titles, doesn't he? I know. I know, right? Yeah, but I didn't bring it really up. sets the tone. The yeah, tone. You really like, tell the tone. I know exactly what I'm saying. Exactly. All right, that's yeah. good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then I got a job writing on the Big Gay Sketch Show, which was a sketch <laughs> comedy show on Logo. Okay. I got to go to New York. Yeah. And Kate McKinnon was on it, and mm-hmm. really talented mm-hmm. people. And um, that was three months. And then... I came back, and that's when things really dried up. And I was like, "Oh boy." Well, let's talk oh, about that. Man. How do you? Because that's how what I'm most interested. That I don't know. Because I'm show. kind of back there in a way, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. It's uh, you. I I don't know. Well, the uh, reason I asked, I try is because... to write. I try to write <clears throat> my way out of it. Sure. And you have got to have faith, and you've got to. Well, let me just say this. Sometimes when you, I, I, um, one thought I want to say. Go ahead. Sometimes when you're you're reaching out, trying to make something happen, mm-hmm. when you're not feeling like. Like when you're feeling like a loser, mm-hmm. it's hard to you. You don't always reach out, or you you send one email, but you, you maybe you should follow up, but you you feel like a loser, right. and then oh, you yeah. do, We've and they're like, "I'm so there. glad you right. emailed me. Your other right. one went to spam." Right. A lot of times, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you, the way you feel, colors the way you right. you, yes. you you reach out. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I do that thing where if I get a little win somewhere, I'm like, all right, I'm going to email all those other people while I'm mm-hmm. while I'm I'm right. going to ride this little win. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's you know it's tough. Well, the, the reason I'm asking is, and we talk we talk about this a lot on my show because we have we have staff writers on, we have showrunners on, <clears throat> and I'm always curious with the people who are like staff writers um, or who have been staff writers several times, like you have. Trying to get that next job, people always because a lot of younger writers think, "Oh, I just want to be get a, get on staff." Right. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, thirteen, you know, episodes, twenty right. weeks. Then what? Right. right? Yeah. So you, you talked cur- to. I just listened to the interview with with um, the Lanelle? woman that was on. Yeah, mm-hmm. Army Wives, mm-hmm. and that story. It's a very familiar story. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and my thing is, I don't have reps. Okay. I've tried. Still. I know. Can you believe it? I just got. I just got. He just this, came out of the, one of the, the biggest writers, programs, the Writers Access Project. Right. I got into at that the at the Writers Guild. Okay. And still, and I worked that thing to the ground. I worked my network so hard. Because I saw you sent out an email and, going, "Hey, right, everybody, yeah. Yeah. right, all of that." Like mm-hmm. I, you know, and I thought I'd right, hit the right note, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the 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 producer that's looking at Escapade now came out of is is something that came out of that. But okay. very, you know, they do a big. The Writers Access Project is um, a program that the Writers Guild started to try to make writers rooms more diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I ticked the gay box. Mm-hmm. Uh, big surprise. <laughs> um, and Are you gay? Dude? I know, right? Yeah. And I, you know what? I, I want you to get your take on this. And I felt sure. a little guilty about it because I'm right. like a white dude, you know. Uh, you said I'm age. like a white dude. It is diversity. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? And I, I, I felt a little guilty about it, but I do think it's a thing. I do think it's a, it's a, thing. a it wall is. sometimes. Yes. And not necessarily from people that are homophobic or anything like that, but I tend to I tend to write about my life and things I observe, and mm-hmm. maybe people don't see that short film that was in Outfit. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, so I think sure. I, th- I I I'm fine being in the diverse um, mm-hmm. thing. I think it is a thing. Yeah, it is. You know, um, if you need to get in that way, you need to get in that get way. Because believe me, yeah, we man. we talk about diversity is a lot. <laughs> if you listen to our shows, sure, mm-hmm. a ton. And, and and I used to have issues with being yeah. called a diverse writer because I don't feel that I'm a diverse writer in the sense of don't just put me in that category. However, motherfucker, if I get in the door, I am taking every category <laughs> like, you got. Oh yeah, yes, sir. That's how I am, sir. <laughs> it's yeah, it's way harder. You mm-hmm. have to. It's way harder than I thought it all would be, and mm-hmm. it feels like it's getting harder. But I don't know. So you have to take every opportunity you can get. But it was a great program. We had. Um, Glenn Mazzara spearheaded the seminar series mm-hmm. with Leo Chu and Aaron Garcia, who were, who were a team. And there were five nights where they didn't talk about craft. They assumed that if you got in, you, you, already know. you, you could know write. You know some shit, yeah. Sure. And the cool thing was there were two rounds, and um, the second round, they gave your script to three showrunners, and they said, would you hire this person based on the oh, really? script? Okay. And if you got two out of wow. the three, you got in. Wow. And so they didn't they weren't going to like fill 20 slots or 10 slots it's however many past that right. thing. And there were what, 11. What did you submit for that? Do you remember? I submitted my pilot for Misadventures in the 213 which is okay. my book. Mm-hmm. Um because what happened was in 1998, 99 when that came out, it got a lot of buzz. It mm-hmm. was on the LA Times bestseller list. People really liked that book. I was really proud of it. Mm-hmm. And I had two separate TV deals for it. And I was like, I'm on my wow. way. Yes. I'm on my way. Here we go. <laughs> we are moving no, on. The day. Although, you know what? Even looking back, I was like, I'd been around enough to know, like, you know, don't. Mm-hmm. 
I, I wasn't like shopping for houses with pools or anything right. like that. <laughs> but um, both of them kind of fell apart, mm-hmm. and um, and I let it go and kind of moved on. But it was that thing that I never realized. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you ever make that a TV show? Why mm-hmm. isn't that a you know? Right. And I was like, it felt like that unfinished business to me. Mm-hmm. And in 2010, I got a job on Fashion Police. Mm-hmm. I was one of the writers on Fashion Police mm-hmm. that went on strike. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in 2013, we went on strike. Mm-hmm. And I met a woman through the strike uh, who had sort of reached out to us. Um, she's a member of the Writers Guild. Oh, wait, can you back out. up and tell the people about the strike? What do you mean? Yeah, you, well, you mean the show went on strike? The writers on Fashion Police on Fashion went on Police. strike. Oh, it, okay. Can you talk about that a little sure, bit? Sure, yeah. It was intense, man. Because I, there were, there were two staff writers, two people on staff. Mm-hmm. I, when I was brought on, I was on staff, but it, it was, I was doing the script coordination and okay. some writing, but then we realized, oh, Joan's going to be telling a million jokes. It mm-hmm. became a real, much more intense writing job than mm-hmm. I thought. I thought okay. it was sort of a producing job. <clears throat> Um, and there were two of us on staff, and then the show went to an hour, and um, there were always some freelancers, but then there became a lot more freelancers, and they were wanting a ton of jokes. So Mm -hmm. um, Chelsea Lately and The Soup, which are also on E! Mm -hmm. um, organized and and were able to get guild contracts, and we tried to get in with them, Mm -hmm. too, but we didn't succeed. Okay. And one of the big differences is Chelsea Handler and Joel McHale both supported their writers, uh, and we never got Joan Rivers on board with us. Mm. Um, so, And she we, is Guild, right? Yeah, she was Writers Guild East. Um, so it was weird. That mm. was really hard. She's a writer, too. So I, I know, I'm always down. tripping on It was really that, weird. You know? And so we let it go for a while, and then the show went to an hour, and there were all these freelancers coming in. We were writing a million jokes, mm-hmm. and we got together at the Guild, and... I was in a tough spot because I was on staff. I worked with peop- the producers, and I was really part of the family, mm-hmm. and that job saved my life. It came along at a time mm-hmm. when I was like on the edge. Mm-hmm. So everyone was sort of talking about their workload and what they do, and I didn't know how little they were getting paid. Really? Yeah. The, the, a lot of the freelancers were getting paid like six ten a week really? and or something like that, mm-hmm. 600 a week, and working like 30 hours because mm-hmm. they wanted so many jokes. Now, let me just preface this for you guys. Disclaimer, motherfucker, disclaimer. For those people who don't know, it's, all he's saying is it's not union, your union weekly fee. Yeah. It's way low. I know. A lot well, of people are like, wow, be- I'd love to make $600 a week. No, motherfucker, it's not union. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it, it works out to, for the, the amount of time that pe- the, mm-hmm. the people were spending because everyone knew how hard it was to write all those jokes but because we did it separately you just sort of assumed, oh, I must be slow and everyone else must just be fast. Right. And then we, when we all started opening up, it was like a coming out process. And they're like, no, I stay up all my, you know, like, it was intense. Mm. And so it worked out that they were sort of getting like $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's not right. Right. For an sh- international hit television right. show. So that's why I, I, I had to stand with them. So mm-hmm. I was in a position of where I had to sort of choose between my job and my profession. Wow. And wow. I picked my profession, and let me—it was intense, wow. man. Because that means you, know? you go up against your producers. Yeah, that's yeah, a, who yeah. I loved, yes. you know. And I—it was—that's hard to be. It in was that hard, team. and it's still like, it's still like this thing that that was like a mm. an intense thing. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't have lived with myself if I'd stayed. A, I would have probably lost my guild membership, which mm-hmm. meant, means a lot to me. Right. And and it was just wrong. Mm-hmm. I would have felt like I pussied out, or I, I was <laughs> fearful. But anyway. Right. Somebody, a woman that I met through the strike, um, I, I, they were, uh, she and her husband were going to have us over just to get to know the fashion police writers. So I t- brought a copy of my book as a, like, a thank you gift. And mm-hmm. also, like, maybe they'll read it and think I'm talented. Smart I mean, yeah, you smart know what I mean. Yeah. It's thank like, you. yes, I'm, you know, and whatever. And she read it right away. And she, we had lunch. And she goes, uh, this is a TV show. Hmm. And, and why don't you write this as a TV show? And I said, well, I tried. And. I couldn't crack it, and we had those deals, and I kind of did my whole song, and I, I it was just so you stymied. Just, you just sold yourself down the road. Well, I was like, sort of like, I'm just so stymied by it. She goes, well, just start at the beginning and write it like that. Mm. I said, oh, I can do that? Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah, just, just start at the beginning mm-hmm. of the book. Okay. And then she goes, and I'll help you. Oh, well. And um, I did, and then she didn't, but that's okay. 
I she primed the pump so, and got so, it going. This is so. <laughs> I don't know what this is indicative of, but but Hollywood. she planted the seed that made me do it, and yeah, that led somebody to the needed thing. to do that, right? Yes, who I'm validated very, you? I'm very grateful for sure. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I emailed her. I'm like, I did it, and here it is. And she was like, she goes, I'm sure it's great. I'm a little overwhelmed right now, but you're in good hands. <laughs> And I'm like, no, there's no hands. <laughs> Whose hands am I in? I'm not in any hands. Exactly. But um, that's hilarious. You know, oh in the wake of the strike, I, I became aware of the Writers Access Project, mm-hmm. and because I had been working on the mm-hmm. script, mm-hmm. I had something to submit that that I felt good about, and it got me in there. And that that was really thrilling. We mm-hmm. learned so much. I mean, mm-hmm. Glenn Mazzara and Leo mm-hmm. and Eric, amazing. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the the seminars weren't about craft; they were about how to navigate the business, mm-hmm. how to, when you go into a room and they say, tell me about yourself, mm-hmm. you know what to say. Mm-hmm. You're not just like, it, was, it seems like so obvious now, but it was like, oh no, those are amazing skills to mm-hmm. have. And right. They were fantastic. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the people in the group were super great. And oh, Speaking of that, yeah. I, met, I met a girl the other day, an older woman, Short hair, Karen? she's a military. Karen. Karen Strzok. Karen, Karen, yeah. Yeah, super I met her great. the other day. Yeah. Um, I hooked her up, because she's a vet, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I hooked her up with them. I think each other's writing that script um, with Tracy Gamble. Yes. He's a showrunner. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's a former vet, too, and I'm trying to get him back to yeah. doing things at the Guild. So <clears throat> um, I connected them, too, to meet. That's um, awesome. So and I think she out. does, I think she organizes that that group for veteran writers yeah. like that workshop that's what I'm trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah 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 mm-hmm. great they were it's all great, great and really yeah. cool and mm-hmm. there was only two comedy guys me and a guy named Chuck Hayward do you know Chuck? African American yes oh, you know Chuck, Chuck. OBS yeah. member oh is that who that is? Chuck yeah oh okay yeah, yeah. He, was, he was the other comedy guy in there right. yeah super nice mm-hmm. okay yeah but and, and one of the coolest things that came out of it is the group you know we've gotten mm-hmm. together a couple times since then and mm-hmm. you know it was neat I think that's important you gotta have that camaraderie, if right. you will, because we have a, we've been in some programs before too. So you still have those people in your in your group, mm-hmm. you know, who you still are close to. Yeah. If know. I were going to give advice to to young people, it's like make friends, be there for your friends, mm-hmm. read your friends' stuff, show up for people, build a community. Because mm-hmm. I think somebody on your level is more likely to catch a break and bring you with them right. than somebody the above point. you is right. going to come down and go, right. you. Your right. friends are the ones who are going to hire you. And, yes. <laughs> like, like perfect example. You were just talking about the, the woman who, um, who said she would help you with the script. Yes. Now, she encouraged you to get started. You got started. Now, yeah. you thought, this is the one who's going to help me get the script right. to TV. Right. right. Now, or they, something. Or something, right. right? Maybe she'll help me get an agent, whatever yeah, the fuck. Whatever the fuck. And right. I always say, and Lisa, we always say, the person who's going to help you is not the person you think is going to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, because we all have that one big producer friend or director friend who we think is going to help us. Right. Nope, nope, not that motherfucker. That not it's work. somebody True. else. It's, it's really... It's going to be work. somebody else. It's really weird. I'm... I'm working on a feature now, uh, a, uh, a script. Um, I, I co-wrote a feature film called Testosterone with David Morton, the mm-hmm. director. It came mm-hmm. out in 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antonio Sabato Jr., Sonia okay. Braga. That's not bad. Did he have a shirt off in that one? You guys, Sonia <laughs> Braga? He, on. he went full frontal. <gasps> right? Yes, Antonio served up full frontal. Really? Yes. It's and called what? It's <laughs> called testosterone. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a long time, and I'm very curious to look and see. But we, I got to go to Argentina and work on it. I okay. got to, you know, some feature. Mm-hmm. And um, I've reconnected with um, the director of that, David Morton, and we're working on a new new script for Good. that. But it's it's about a writer who does something kind of drastic to mm-hmm. try to change the game. Okay. He tells a, a lie, mm-hmm. you know, but it changes everything for him. I don't want to go into too, yeah. but it's, but I'm using all of I'm using all of this stuff okay. somewhere. Yeah, it may mm-hmm. be people may read it and think, "Gosh, that's too inside. Who cares about that?" But it's good therapy. There have been like tons of movies stuff. that have been inside yes. that yes. worked. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's talk about just a little bit before we wrap up. Let's talk about your. Um, um, we can't miss the the the. The theater stuff you do yes. and the 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 thing the show you host all the time. The, uh, match, the mismatch game at the Gay yeah. and Lesbian Center. Let's talk Center. about that. <laughs> we do it. Game. Yeah, it's like the old match game. Yeah, remember years. that? Um, we've been doing it for like ten years. Mm-hmm. I host and produce it, and we have different comics come and play celebrities, and um, we do it like two or three times a year, mm-hmm. and uh, it's filthy. <laughs> I it's can't hilarious. believe they let it's us do it. It's all improv pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. they're all, I never know what they're going to say. 
And I can't believe that's they the let best. us because they do played it. them as the, the character yeah. answering oh, the questions. So it was that's hilarious. The best. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool. And we've to date we've made you know one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars for the center. Wow. That feels good, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's fun. It's like a few times a year we do it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do it again at the end of August. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. Filthy, and I yeah. love it. So, <laughs> so what else is next? Um, well, I'm hoping that somebody likes this um, the, this escapade cruise ship thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get misadventures out there. You know, mm-hmm. I thought with the guild, <laughs> it's so funny. Right? Did you get the, you got that email from me with like these are my goals, right? <laughs> I want. I always read them too. Uh-huh. I know you're very thoughtful. Yeah. Um, and like none of them because I might get yet. something out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my thing. No, you're you're such a supportive person. Yeah. You're even I don't see you that much, but you're always like rooting for each other. I remember going to the screening of your your mm-hmm. short, mm-hmm. Uh, troublesome. I still mm-hmm. love that title, mm-hmm. and like you're just a champion for people, yeah, and that is be. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I try to be because even when I see you at the guild, you're always like, "What's you're just you have a great energy." Thank you, thank you. So, I try to be consistent. We talk about consistency right. is important. Right. You know, so the person you see today is the person you'll see tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You'll see me next week mm-hmm. i try not to be moody mm-hmm. i try not to be something different you mm-hmm. know right. um <clears throat> speaking of that like your friend karen she ain't called her brother she hasn't called no. you all right <laughs> i reached out to her she didn't call nobody back uh, well I, you know you're in good hands you're in good hands <laughs> Tell no, the I, do you have her email you have her email address right? I, I emailed her okay good i emailed her and we connected them uh, and said okay. hey girl reach out to Ms. me you know Ms. what i mean miss right. k you better get to him mm-hmm. his feelings are his i think she hurt. got a manager out of the writer's access project yeah, i think she told me that a yeah. few people did yeah. few, you know yeah. i mean they told us that like the world wasn't going to come flying open i mean they said in their experience you right. know mm-hmm. a few things happen and mm-hmm. da 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 but it, you know they put out this big press release and i think but let me, they didn't let me want us you. all sitting by the phone I going like, here, hey, we go. here we go yeah. but let me um, ask you i mean because i always tell people because i'm always giving people game on like okay if you get into this program or this program this you should be able to pick up the phone and go hey i'm in this program will you take a look at this have you been able to do that I, at all? I, well, there are a lot of people that, that I've been able to to use my network. Mm-hmm. People in my network were more comfortable sending it to somebody, sending mm-hmm. it to an agent. Okay. And there's a few of those out there, <laughs> seeds that are planted, and mm-hmm. I try to follow up, but nothing's bloomed yet. Okay. Um, but, you know, th- there was one, we had an agents and managers night, and there mm-hmm. was a CAA agent that came. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a, a younger one, kind of newer. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah no, perfect. Yeah, no, and um, exactly. this is such a perfect example. Like when when the CAA UTA or the eight mm-hmm. when all that stuff went down, I, I looked and saw who got promoted, and mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'm going to send them a congratulations email, right? Mm-hmm. So there were like two or three people in TV that had gotten promoted in my area, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to write this congratulatory email, and I got into this <laughs> program. You know, I. You know, the way you write those emails and you parse every word and yes. you work it so mm-hmm. hard. Yes. It's just like, oh, gosh, I am finessing my ass, ass off. Okay. <laughs> and so I send it to these three people, one of whom I had come to the panel, so mm-hmm. I had familiar familiarity with. Mm-hmm. Right away, boom, comes back this like this... CIA thing. Mm-hmm. We don't accept unsolicited <laughs> thing. That's sort of like mm-hmm. like a brick wall mm-hmm. coming through your email. And I was like, oh, what? that it feels crummy. Mm-hmm. Like you feel stupid or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, mm, that Wait, was did, a waste. Did, but did you send a hard copy one maybe? Because they ain't got that. You can put it on the mail and put it in old school. Go cool. Maybe kick it old school. But, you know, I was like, uh, wah, wah. <laughs> but then that night, the one, somehow I got through the firewall to the one that had come to the panel. Oh, and really? she said she's, you know, up to her neck in staffing season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, hit me up in a few weeks and I'll read it. So that's one of those yeah. things where you... Sometimes you're like, I can't write another email. Yes. I can't reach out to them I again. I'm such a pest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're like, you know, oh, it went into my spam folder or whatever. So it's still hard, though, to work it. Sometimes you're like... I mean, I think I you're doing all the right things. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like what the lady said. Oh, you're doing the right thing. You're in good hands. <laughs> you're in good hands. But, yeah, but um, I mean, it, it's like people always ask me, and I've had such good luck winning and placing in some of the big competitions. Right. So people are always like, well... Are you still doing them? I'm like, no. Because you kind of get, you kind of hit that wall at some point. It's like, well, I can't submit that script anymore. I can't submit that one. Okay, right. I wrote this new one. It doesn't really fit good with the way that they, you know, you start playing that game and I start going, I don't think I'm going to submit anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and I'm still working. I'm still making right. a good living doing what I'm doing. Right. So it's like, there's no need to go that route. But right. I also you've feel done, the same way. Yeah. I feel the same way that you do. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a little surprised that you're actually having a hard time finding an agent because I know your voice and I know your voice is so... Yes. Thank you. Uh, it's so unique. I appreciate no, that. No, I mean, you can hear... It's even if you watch, thing, yeah. It, yeah, even if you... You and Glenn, Glenn, Glenn the Gaylord, yeah. you have a very, very different voice to me. Um, the way you write, you can see the humor. It's on the page. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just really, really brilliant. <clears throat> so I'm a little surprised in that sense. And then... So I don't know what it is that's not doing it, but I think I, I I think it's I think it's just burning you to keep making more things though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, and a lot of like this script, I, I, a lot of this stuff, this frustration is going into it, and it, mm-hmm. it's you know I'm I'm in a part of a writers group, and mm-hmm. people are like, wow, this is they're feeling it. They're like, mm-hmm. this is really compelling and real. I can't wait to you know finish it. Right. So uh, you just gotta. You know, I picked it. This is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody put it's a gun to my head. Okay. It's a choice. <laughs> my problem is, though, is, you know, that when you end the question, well, if this doesn't work out, I can always go, mm-hmm. I don't know what goes yeah. in the blank. I, I don't you. either. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, and I wish I did. It's not like, oh, it's show business or die, mm-hmm. or, you know, or mm-hmm. bust. I don't, I, I would do something else. Well, if, I'm going through this phase now where. I'm getting so many producing gigs because yeah. I'm a really good producer. And I mean only in the sense I'm really good at putting teams together and say you have $50,000 budget, I can get, we'll get everything for twenty five. I just I know how to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I'm starting to go, I love my writing. Maybe I'm supposed to, I mean, that's what I did when I, when I, was, I was an actor since I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped because I was like, maybe I'm supposed to write. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I'm starting to go. Maybe I'm, I'm supposed, supposed to. to produce. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what keeps coming to me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think there's no. I think I used to have this idea that like you've got to stick to your one thing and mm-hmm. present that thing. And now it's like, do what comes yeah. your way. And All of it. Open up. Go yeah. where the love is. Yeah, right. Definitely. You, you cannot know? put me in a in a box right now. Yeah, and if you do this, it doesn't mean you don't do exactly. that. It doesn't mean you're not a good writer if exactly. you do something else. Or yeah. exactly. I think it's. I think it, all the I think all bets are off. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like you just got to do whatever. Get in where you fit in. Get yeah. in so where you fit in. So let's give the kids just a little bit. Um, give them another big word of advice for for people who are like in our situations where you are stuck between something, trying to get out of it. You were on your. You're on the right track earlier. Give me a little bit more of that. I think I get a lot of joy from supporting my fellow artists. Mm-hmm. I do a podcast called Dennis Anyone where I talk to creative people, and I, I just find it so I, – I, I just feel like I'm doing the right thing when I'm doing that. Like, I just find I just it, listened to your one with Howard Score, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was so fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I always feel good when I do it, and like, I feel like it's gotten harder to make a living doing this thing, but easier to, to – get stuff out there whether yes. it's on digital or whatever mm-hmm. and I don't know I just I like going to see shows that my friends do I mm-hmm. like I like being part of that struggler community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get a lot of um, I don't know I get a lot of uh, juice gas in my tank from sure. that from sure. s- I also think it's a good s- strategic thing to build a community because that's that's what it is it's okay. the people you know and the people that you've worked with before and, mm-hmm. you know. By the way, you need to get more involved at the Writers Guild. All right. I know. I feel, <laughs> you do. I feel a little guilty about that. You do. I'm on three committees. I've been I on know. for years. So you need to get more involved I know. in the committees. We well, got an LGBT so... committee you should be on for All right. I, I will do that. I will you take know? up that challenge. Well, it's just nice, you know, when we had the Writers Access Project, it was nice to go there for a reason that wasn't the strike because mm-hmm. we would have all our strike meetings there mm-hmm. and yeah. you know they got us food but it was still <laughs> it was gnarly it was understood I, I you know uh, there's so many so many cookies from you know mm-hmm. corner bakery that mm-hmm. can make up for the the stress of that understood. situation what, what, what may reminded me of it was <clears throat> on on Linnell's episode shout out to Linnell White mm. <laughs> on Linnell's, I love that episode by the way on Linnell's episode it was a great episode on Linnell's episode she was talking about being in the women's committee group at the Writers Guild sitting next to this particular writer you know every two months right. and didn't even realize this person has been watching them you know and they're like hey send me something she didn't even never read her before right you know what I mean and that's what I'm talking about the access you have to certain people right. you know being around these certain places I'm on the education committee, which has some of the most powerful writers in, in the guild. You know, I'm sitting right next to them. They know what I do. They know who I am. Everybody awesome. listens to the show. Everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what it's I mean? It's awesome. So, 
Well, it's interesting. I um, when I finished uh, Fashion Police, I did a, a show running job on the show called Breakdown on mm-hmm. Bounce TV. Mm-hmm. What it was, was that so like? funny. What was that like? Tell us well, about that. I, you know, it was a young hip hop flavored, mm-hmm. the, the African American cast, mm-hmm. all in their like twenties, mm-hmm. super talented, and they were, you know, taking this um, web property and making it into a television show. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed for it, and I got the job, wow. and I felt like. What am what am I doing? You know, but they needed somebody that knew how to put a TV right. show together. How, how big right. was your staff? I mean, your your writers room. How big? That was, was like the the two hosts were mm-hmm. also contributing as writers, okay. and there were two other people that were that were brought in. Okay. But we were really finding the show on its way. It was really low budget. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally during tapings, I would do the clap report. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wow. And, but it was a really good experience. Right. But it was like culturally really interesting for mm-hmm. me because. Um, you know, there were a lot of references that I didn't know mm-hmm. and a lot of issues that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I mispronounced Tupac. Uh, <gasps> what did you probably know? Did you say Tupac? Tell me yes. you tell <laughs> me. I feel close enough to just tell just, you that. It was early on. Just tell me you didn't spell it wrong. No, I probably <laughs> oh, didn't. Thank God. I didn't do that. Thank but, um, you know, but they had this great energy. They were super talented, those kids. And um, I learned a ton from it, but it kicked my ass as a job. It was, you know, they were trying to do a TV show on a digital budget, but yeah. I got to have showrunner on my door, right. which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was it, it, really interesting culturally, and I figured, I think by the end of it, I'd really earned the respect, and there was a lot of affection between uh, the staff and the, the hosts and, okay. and, and me, and it was, it was a great group. And so, how many episodes did you guys do that? They did, we did like 12. Oh, that's nice. not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a season. Yeah, right. yeah, cool. yeah. It was that's interesting. Sure yeah. It was intense. So, yeah. so where can people find you at? Where you uh, DennisHensley.com or DennisAnyone.net is my podcast. You can mm-hmm. subscribe to that on iTunes. Another great title. Dennis, Dennis Anyone. anyone. <laughs> um, I've had some great writers on there, Ron, mm-hmm. like Ron Nicewaner, I mm-hmm. got to talk to, mm-hmm. and um, Jonathan Tolens, who wrote. Um, Byron Seller. Did you see that play? Yeah. He had this great quote about living in L.A. He moved out. He lives in Connecticut now. Mm-hmm. And he said that, um, you know, when you're trying to make stuff happen and other people are succeeding, whatever, he goes, it's like being in a casino and pulling on the slot yes. machine and everyone's Everybody winning. Else. That's, that's true. That's exactly what And then, and then he goes, like. you know, sometimes you got to get out of the casino. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes you do got to get out of the casino. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, my my podcast, um, my, my, um, Ebook that's out now, Mariners Club mixtape mm-hmm. is on Kindle and Amazon. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that It's hey, fun. I can send steal. it to you. Okay. I'd be honored to send steal. it to you. Um, and you know, my books are still out there, and mm-hmm. I'm just doing my thing. Are you on Twitter? Oh yeah, Hensley Dennis. Hensley Dennis. At Hensley Dennis. All right. That's yeah. what's up. Thanks. Thank you, man. We appreciate this having so you. This so fun. Thank yeah. you for Thank having you. me. You guys are awesome. Well, Thank I'm you. expecting a, a TV show from uh, your work pretty soon. Oh, I from, from your mouth. I, I would love that. You're waiting to binge watch right now. Like right? you would watch ready. a show about dancers on a cruise yes, ship, wouldn't I you? Would. Yeah. Yes, I would. Yes. The funny thing is, I prepared this video. I have all these old videos, kind of like um, the Goldbergs, mm-hmm. you know, where he has the. I have all the videos of like stuff. I have like footage from the galley where the chef is making croissants without a shirt on. <laughs> He's got really? his big belly out, that's and I put that's right in the pilot. Like things that are like. That really happened, and I was yes. like, "Yeah, let's yes, get in- insider stuff." Yes. Yeah, That's hopefully, good. hopefully, it has that perspective of like, "Oh wow, that feels so specific and yes. weird." It must mm-hmm. be true. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So. Where are you at, Lisa? Lisa Cole uh, You can find me on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you can also find me on Bitchflix. So yeah. uh, those Bitch two places, Bitchflix, where it's a website where we do film re- film reviews with a feminist intersectional. Uh, perspective. So, what you know about feminists? Yeah, feminists, yes. And I'll be over at, uh, if you're ever in Madison, Wisconsin next week, uh, you can see me over at Wiscon. I'll be doing a reading and probably be in a couple of panels uh, talking about science fiction and fantasy and all kinds of cool stuff. So, hit me up on Twitter um, and check me out on Bitch Flicks. Uh, I got to catch up on some writing, some reviews. So, Look for me there. <laughs> I don't know why I'm whispering. Hello, people. I have no idea. Hello, people. She's crazy, y'all. That's why. I think I'm excited because I'm about to go see a. Uh, the new uh, Mad Max movie. I know I'm going tonight. Uh, I'm going they don't to, know uh, that. Academy people, is hey, I'm letting people. Whatever theater I go to, just know in the lobby. I'm taking the Tom Hardy poster home with me. <laughs> Do you love him? I love him. I kind of love him too. I love him, 
and no one and no one. And he's say a bad different thing. in every movie. He he looks he, different. He looks different. He, he's just a wonderful actor yeah. mm-hmm. who just happens to be really really good looking, and he has fabulous <laughs> lips. And Tom Hardy, please don't wear a beard anymore because it covers up your lips, and uh, we need yeah. to see that your lip game is on point. Okay, <laughs> so get away from those scraggly beards. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm your host, Hilliard Gas. <laughs> and you guys can find me on Twitter. <laughs> Shut up, Lisa. At Hilliard Guest. Um, or you can follow us on the show at Screenwriters RR. Um, if you have any questions for us, you want to send us anything, Screenwriters RR. I just said that, didn't I? Yes, you did. Screenwriters Rant Room at gmail.com. Have a cookie. I know. The girl, I had like sleep apnea last night. I could not sleep. I, I swear I got 20 so minutes. I'm ba- I barely different. slept at all, and here we are. So a little shout out to a couple couple of our top countries that are following us. We really appreciate it. Please, you guys, give us a five-star review. We need that for The Matrix. Um, Of course, United Kingdom, you guys are killing them, number two. UK. Um, Canada, Brazil, Germany, Australia, France, Japan, India, Serbia, Singapore. I'm huge in Serbia, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, we are too. (laughs) Uh, Norway, the Cayman Islands, Mexico, Jamaica. And um, I'm going to stop there because I can just keep going. That's we're, amazing. We're in like 90 countries. It's like crazy. Um, so with that, y'all know what to do. <laughs> do we? <laughs> On this show. Yeah. We keep it street. Mm-hmm. We keep it opinionated. What? And we keep it what? 2015. 2015. Yeah. Every yeah. one got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramp room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic. Even the random. I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone. Soon we gonna grow shit. Welcome to the rap room. Ah, that's it. That's all I got to say.